How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Shawnee Show. And I'm here with Jesse. Jesse here from Married at First Sight Season 4. And um, he's really excited to be here, aren't you, Jesse? Oh, mate, I am thrilled. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm a bit starstruck right now, actually talking to you. Stop it, stop it. You're going too far too soon. I've literally been aired for five seconds so far. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk all things Jesse today. A bit about his experience on Married at First Sight Season 4. His thoughts on Season 5. And just... You know, general chit-chat about what's been reported in the Daily Mail, the new idea, the Woman's Day, all the tabloids are really... They're just, he's, he's been in the, um, the press, in the media, consistently since uh, you appeared on Married at First Sight, which was over a year ago. So your insights to staying in the media, staying in that kind of limelight. And um, recently I found out that you were just over in Bali. Judge, you're a judge. How the fuck did you score this judging gig what the fuck did you do and um how was the experience and how many models did you sleep with (laughs) (laughs) you bugger all right so let's clarify i didn't sleep with any models (laughs) um while they were all very gorgeous um we actually got to create a really strong bond with all of them and i had a really good time with them i was so i got selected to be a judge because of my influence after being on TV, mm. um, I got contacted by via email um, if I was born to be a judge at the Adelaide auditions. Okay. And once I did that, they then asked me if I would like to be the judge oh, in for the, the finals. For the finals. Okay. So obviously, it's based around Miss Universe, the categories. What's um, <clears throat> I I suppose it's like their appearance, obviously, because it's a model competition, what they can actually talk about, if they can talk at all, and their, um, I guess their overall essence or vibe that that comes with being a model is judging all three. So there was a winner that came from this. So discuss the winner and what... So there was, correction, four four winners. There's four winners, so everyone gets a trophy day. So So it's like cricket when you're (laughs) in year eight. (laughs) No, no. So there's a winner for each category. There's four okay. categories. So okay. we had mainstream. Mainstream. What's yep. in mainstream? Because so I know st- Troy talks about being mainstream or... <laughs> mainstream is 18 years and above for girls. Okay. And then you've got teens, which is under 18. Yeah. And then you have male models. And then you have curvy. Okay. Okay. So it kind of covers all the areas, which is yeah. kind of good, I guess. Yeah. So it gives everyone a good chance at having a crack. Awesome, awesome. So let's just go to the mainstream because, you know, I'm like Troy. I just want to stay mainstream. <laughs> I want to stay mainstream. So what was the winning character? Who was who was a winner of the mainstream? Uh, her name was Adriana. Adriana. Very, very, very nice girl. Very lovely. Great personality. Okay. Gorgeous. And, yeah, she deserved deserved it as well. She, she did really well. Very attractive. A lot of them are, but, you know. How many Instagram followers does she have? Does she have over the Venus? I don't know, actually. I actually don't know. But I okay. reckon, I we'll reckon check it's definitely that. over 1,000. We'll There's over 1,000. She's yeah, I got a long she way to go. Be. She needs to get a quarter of a million to be anywhere near Davina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting on to... We can check that. We'll put the link to Adriana's profile in the podcast, if I remember. Which I will. Of course I will. This is my second podcast, so we're still getting used to it all. Okay, so the Bali competition went for a week and a half. In, and one of the benefits of doing like a reality show, Married at First Sight, is you get these kind of perks. So 
the question that probably some of the people want to know is how do you keep yourself in that kind of realm? Like I know Nick from last season's also kept himself in the you know, in the in the paparazzi's eyes as far as the media attention and getting his photo taken with all kinds of other reality stars all around Australia. So how do you keep yourself mainstream, as Troy likes to call it? To be honest, I actually don't even try. I just, I just try, all I do on my social media is to try to do good posts, interesting yeah. posts uh, about my life, what I'm doing at the time or where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I don't really think about, I never, I've never been the type of person that actually would, try and use a paparazzi to keep me in the limelight I'm, yeah. you know there have been times where I've been out and a paparazzi's been there but it's never been to my um, should I say you haven't tried to facilitate no. in any way okay that's so, cool yeah. so and the, you're a single guy now yes yeah, I am you're not in a relationship living the bachelor life living the bachelor life and let's kind of get into like I know your experience in married at first sight we went through the, you went through right to the end with Mish uh, one of the other twins. It was a lovely romantic story. Not of, quite that it, romantic, it, but... <laughs> yeah. It was a lovely story. We had the twins. We had Shazza, which I met Shazza. She's actually really nice. She's a nice lady. Mish, I said hello to her. She didn't really reply back with any kind of response. <laughs> I'm sure Shut she's down. a nice girl, but I wasn't important enough at the time. <laughs> That's the vibe that I got. And... Um, which is fine. That's it's up to each sure, individual. You, you, you want to cry on my shoulder? Oh, I will later on. I will. I was devastated. I was devastated. I was holding out all night. One Demeter, and she just shut me down. No, no. Anyway, um, your experience with her, obviously, it was you know up and down to say the most. And there was a lot of feelings there from an audience perspective. You were investing a lot into the relationship, and it looks like she wasn't. Um, she made her mind up pretty early on in the experience that she wasn't going to push any further well, past the friendship. That's what I saw, but can you elaborate on that? So, during the whole process, Mish and I, we were always on the same page. Like, so, we, um, at the start, it was obviously we wanted to know each other, get to know each other, and, you know, we had we had our moments where it was a bit close, like we got close. Um, during the honeymoon period, it was more like, you know, we, we were like learning about each other so it was interesting um, and then there was a week where there was no filming and we are waiting for all the other couples to come back from their honeymoons and their weddings etc yeah. and we actually sidebar how was the experience once you got back off the honeymoon until you started filming again how was that interacting with Mish did you guys hang out most of the day or? yeah so we we got along really well um, when we were actually because you guys both weren't from Sydney so, yes, so yeah. we were doing our own thing and we had a bit of excitement there um, of, you know, of like, where's this going to take us? What's going to happen? You know, okay. was it excitement about the filming process or was it excitement for each other? I think it was more, of, I think it was probably a bit of both, to be okay. honest. Okay. But it was still something there and we were sort of excited about seeing each other and doing things with each other. Cool. It wasn't until when we, it was really weird, but as soon as we moved into our apartment, it just sort of, as if like we became instant roommates. Okay. And that's how it always was in the apartment. And then when we went to Adelaide, mm-hmm. that was different. It changed. Like, you know, behind the camera and stuff, we were actually, you know, being very affectionate towards each other. Okay. And it was it was very it was very interesting for us. And yeah. I saw something and felt something that I didn't really feel before. Yeah. And and when I um then we went back to after Adelaide. We went back to Sydney. Yeah. Bang! Straight, straight into that um, roommate zone. Should I say like a friend zone? Like both of us were feeling the same way. It just didn't feel like it was a natural relationship. It was yeah. just like a forced relationship. Yeah. 
And I think the Sydney apartment reminded us of that. That yeah. And when we both, I think we're the type of people when we feel like we're forced into something. Yeah. It's like you have a repelling feeling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so when we went to Perth, same thing happened. Um, at the start of Perth, Mish was feeling under pressure of the experiment, but we had a big chat about it, and I, you know, I eased it for her, and we both were feeling a bit closer. Mm. Um, and then, actually, one of the one of the most times I felt um, affection from Mish was during a, wait, oh, a waiting period at the airport, where um, we were very, very like affection towards each other. Okay, but then is it, is that from? Going through the process, obviously that wasn't on camera, but mm-hmm. going through the process and kind of having it's a release because you guys were like spending time together and you're doing activities yes. and it is a lot of pressure. Um, so that's probably a release and a shoulder to cry on. It's a shame that, um, like, it is one of those things, as they say, it kind of makes you or breaks you, I suppose, the experiment. And probably through your experiment, it ended up breaking the relationship and there wasn't you weren't able to salvage it but there are people like you can you can tell that Nick and Sharon were yeah I asked Nick and Sharon about their relationship and they were you know they had those butterflies they had those sparks from the initial start of it yeah I feel like (laughs) um, the wedding the wedding was portrayed in a way where Mish and I were the awkward couple yep and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Shaz and Nick were the loved the, up double loves. Yes. Yeah. Now, while Nick and Shaz did have a, a crazy spark for one of each other, oh. but they were actually the awkward couple. Really? Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you remember, like some of the awkwardness, like between Nick and uh, not so much. Sorry, no. Let me correction. Maybe some of the dinner parties when Nick was getting, you know, he might have had too many drinks, and Sharon wasn't that impressed with it. Um, the biggest thing I want to bring to your attention, obviously, at the time you were living at your mum's, which was everyone's like, "Oh, Jesse, he's, he's, he's saving to be. He's, he's actually a good saver." Correction. He's a good saver because. Correction. Okay, so can you tell me the story? Of that? <laughs> okay. Because I was like, everyone was so, like, "He's thirty, whatever, 30, 31 at the okay. time, and he's living at his mum's. What the fuck's going on?" All right. So before I, I was living in the CBD renting. Okay. And when I found out I was on the show, I decided to move my stuff into storage. I stayed at my mum's house for a week, left uh, for the show. Yeah. Okay. And then during filming, they told us that we we're all going back to our home cities to show our wives. And I'm yep. like, shit, I don't have a house. What do I do? And so I, I said, oh, you know what, bugger it. Just go to my mum's house. I did not know that they were going to label me as mummy's boy still living at home. <laughs> And poor mum. And like I, 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 I liked there. it. It was endearing. And when I got there, like I was, because I was so oblivious to what what was about to happen. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. When I went to my mum's, mum's decked out like this, uh, my little brother and sister's entertainment back room, and that's hence why the uh, pinball machine, the PlayStation, all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. And like so, she's decked it out oh, like okay. a, um, a little hotel resort, and it was like it was really lovely. I was just yeah. like, wow, this is beautiful. Thanks, mum. Yeah. And. Um, and then like and this is so you didn't know what you are getting set no, up for no I did not know I and think that played in your favour to be honest with you because everyone kind of loved the fact that you're a bit of a mama's boy <laughs> you know we've got someone similar in this season with Pat he's a bit of a mama's boy but you know you were saving to buy a house you bought your house now you've got a property you know you're moving in the right direction you're 
off to Bali every second weekend to judge these modeling competitions. It's, just, it's happening once now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was every happening. Every second week. I wish it was happening every second week. Okay, I wanted to get into some of the other couples. Obviously, you know a lot about Nick and Sharon, and that was a love story. And it didn't really turn out the way Nick had hoped. And he had high expectations for that relationship. But, you know, a year into it, Shazza went to Melbourne and just didn't, it didn't work. So I think that's been talked about enough. But some of the other couples, like, I know Simon and Alini, or Alini, or whatever the fucking name is. What's Alini? Uh, yeah. Is it Alini? No, Alini. Alini. Um, they betrayed that couple, or it looked from my watching it that they were they did have a really good time they I literally was batting on them the whole way okay was there but because I also had these reservations like did they actually have a spark was there actually anything deeper because you know once you get into a mind like mindset early on in the relationship I need to change this person from in order for me to like him I think that starts off as a bad thing to have to do to really like cut off all his hair and you know, the way he talks or correct the way he speaks or something like that, um, it needs to be changed in order for me to love him. Um, that's the, the message I got as a, an audience viewer. Was it that way at all or not? Um, Just briefly, because... No, I know, I always they knew weren't the, the haircut. Most, they weren't the fucking most exciting couple, let's be honest. But the haircut thing, like, I believe, like, it depends on, like, what it is. Like, I, I, see, the, I see why she did it because the hair was... I think it was stupid it, hair. It, it was stupid was, fucking hair. But it, but it was yeah. it was his character. It was yeah. part of his character. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, after he had his hair cut, he looked like a different man. He, he did look. Like he it. he. It, it did look a lot better. Barring all that, did they have a spark? Because they really they really. Um, no, I, I, sometimes you you can you can never really tell because mm. the spark is a dangerous thing. The mm. spark isn't. Sometimes the spark is good, and sometimes it's bad. Mm. And you, well, what's you the bad know, things about it? Well, the bad things about a spark is. Sometimes a spark covers up why you're with that person. Like you don't, oh, you, don't yeah, even, yeah. you don't even know why you're with that person. And they could be an evil a, fucking yeah. like and villain out of 007. Exactly. And a spark yeah. is like think of a spark as a balloon, right? And once you prick that balloon and it blows up, yeah. everything blows up in your face. Mm. And then you start realizing shit, why am I with this person? Yeah. I had the the instance with the spark thing. Like obviously you when you get into a new relationship you um, and everything goes really well at the start. You know the honeymoon phase, like maybe the first month or six weeks or two months. Yes, yeah. there's a honeymoon phase, and you create blind spots to their actual, like some really fucked up issues that they have. In my case, was a girl last year that I was dating, and I did tell her that I was going on the show, and just to correct a wrong here. And um, she was cheating, and it was true. 100% of what I said was fucking true. And she's turned around and probably sold a story to Woman's Day or whatever to make money at, and try and ruin my reputation before I even start on the show. So it just goes to show how much they really, like, she really didn't give a fuck about me at all. And, like, someone that I went through a honeymoon phase with, I never thought in never, a million years yeah. they could be capable of doing that to another person let alone someone they apparently loved so it really goes I know, really, and that's a good point with the spark thing you can, the honeymoon phase is the true test right and that's probably you know that's what the show is about like the first married at first sight the honeymoon phase is the whole fucking show right either it works out really fucking well to start with or it ends in tears and you the, kind only, of, the only thing I have about the show is 
is the show can't help it. It's just, it's just unfortunate. It's just the way it is. Yeah. But if you meet someone on a date and you know you, you have a great time, no matter how good of a time, like you both go your separate ways, you both go home, you go back to your daily lives, and you text each other a couple of times and want to see each other again. And you look forward to that, yeah. and then you do. You see each other, and before you know it, you might see each other once at the weekend. Before you know it, maybe then we start seeing each other during the week or coming over, staying mm. over. Mm. Whereas. And you slowly learn about that person and yeah. it keeps that excitement going. Yeah. Whereas the show, bang, you get married, you're stuck with him for like two months for, <laughs> for every single worse. day. Yeah. And yeah. no matter how much you like someone, you, it's just too much too fast. Yeah. And it has to be completely 100% <laughs> yeah. love yeah. for it to work. Yeah. That's, that's why, in my opinion, that the actual success ratio yeah it's so low it's so low yeah it is extremely low because of that reason and on top of you know the the filming requirements and and putting yourself out there as much as like i got nothing but respect for anyone who puts themselves through that and everyone even the guys that i didn't get along with on the show um we got nothing but respect because they put themselves out there Mm -hmm. and opened themselves up for that so and a lot of people, a lot of keyboard jockeys out there will throw the negative comments and, and throw <laughs> out all the... Uh, you can't get yeah. enough of them. You can't. Sometimes they'll throw it all out there, but they, I couldn't picture like probably half of them or any of them wanting to put themselves through that. And, you know, you've got to have nothing but respect. And if you've got something bad to say about someone on a side thing, don't fucking say it at all because it I, is pretty gutless. Throwing out comments about someone on Instagram like who gives a shit no I, one, I can't I even believe they actually spend the time but anyway let's move past it and let's well, go I was just going to add something before you go yeah go on um, but one about of the, the keyboard warriors yeah about the keyboard warriors yeah, yeah. they I find that sometimes you see someone's actions on TV and you just can't help yourself because either one you're going through that experience or two you've been through that experience yep and so you relate to it and so your your passion and emotions are going 100% and you start hating this person yep my opinion is, and my advice to anyone that is out there listening to this, before you write something negative or abusive to someone, like you just remember, no matter what, it's cyberbullying. And mm. cyberbullying, in my opinion, is is very bad because you don't. What you forget is, if you're doing it, someone else is doing it. Mm. And it's, it starts off like a yeah. Chain and reaction. regardless of the other person's behaviour. Mm negative comments and put down comments aren't going to solve the problem because it's only bringing it's only bringing you down and the other person if you really want the other person to change the person instead of instead of putting them down think about maybe using your knowledge and giving them advice and saying that this look this yeah. this behavior is unacceptable maybe you should do such and such and such mm. and they might read it and go shit you know what that person's right okay i come out yeah i agree with you 100 percent instead of reframe it and try and turn it into a positive then a negative and try and give them guidance if you feel the need to do it I would come to the like I'm not one to put up comments about anyone that I don't really know but I'd probably come from the mindset of hey would you say it to their face if would you say would you go up to this guy and you know Dean or whatever or whoever and say it to their face like you don't even know the person you've seen them through a reality that's why they're called keyboard warriors exactly (laughs) so I don't understand why they do it most of the time and I think if they're spending that much time well, you know, throwing out this crap maybe they should yeah. work on themselves and they'd probably be in a better situation they wouldn't have to one of the reasons why they do do it is yeah. because they don't realise they're doing it see like mm. they'll, they'll write something uh, angry because it's just coming from their like you know their, their second thought like you know yeah. and 
after they've written it, they're probably talking about all the other, and they re- don't realize that they are keyboard warriors as soon as they've done that. <laughs> oh no, here we go. <laughs> Was it that other Sean and Susan? Yeah. I know they, I, I saw a recent episode about Sean being on a current affair and he's, he's finally found his horsewoman and he's dating his horsewoman now, which apparently is what Anthony said to start with. And it was just um, utterly rejected that concept and that idea and they kind of made Anthony look like a fool for saying horsewoman. But now it turns out that he's actually dating a horsewoman and he's happily in love. Yeah, that's correct. And Susan is apparently pregnant or something. That's what I heard. And, you know, moved on as well. So I'm like, how legitimate was this relationship? I believe... You can go. You can go really deep because you were in the experiment, in the experiment with them, and you're out of contract now. So you can actually, you know, Not spill quite. the beans. Aren't you? Oh, we can have that. Anyway. <laughs> that doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, Susan and Sean. I felt like they had genuine feelings for each other. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what happened at the end, but I do know. Did I, you spend a lot of time with them off, off camera? Yes, I did spend a bit of time with them. Um, they were very close. Um, and they both cared for one another a lot. Yeah, like, that I do know. Uh, as friends, I'd, or is it like the, obviously they weren't. I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm here. I I hear that they had a bit of a moment, but like I think we all saw on TV that sometimes Susan brought out the whole like she would was looking at him as just a friend, and then it was changing up and down. Yeah. But like I, I remember the episodes when she went to stay at his place, and she was like in hell. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that was just like too much for her because she loved. Apparently, she loves the beach. Okay. And yeah. he's like so far from the beach. Okay. So at that point, right? In my view of viewing this as an audience member, if a couple, if you can't live at each other's places, there's an issue. Well, I would the thing say, is, I would say, in my in in my opinion. If you, if you are in love with someone, yeah, it wouldn't matter where they yeah, exactly they right. live. Exactly right. And if she's cracking the shit, she's saying, "I'm in hell. I could never live here." Me looking at that as an audience member, I think that relationship's probably, done. Yeah, it's probably probably a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, it's a giveaway. So I don't understand why you would continue to go through the whole thing. And there was because even I, though. Even though they, she knows. It's like as if the subconscious knows that it's going to end, but she doesn't. So, from my from my understanding, from what I saw in the tabloids and shit, Sean was happy at getting his hundred fifty dollars or two hundred or whatever it was a day, and he wanted to stay in the experiment because it was just easy. Oh well, to be honest, I I wouldn't even know anything about that. I I'm I'm asking you the hard questions, Jesse. You're in. <laughs> oh, I actually don't know because I actually oh, I've, I've, I've never actually asked you know Sean that personally. I've just seen that on the tabloids, and we all know what the tabloids do. Yeah. Okay. Right. We'll get off that topic, but I think <laughs> I think as far as I see, and now a year later, and apparently they're not the best friends. That they yeah, they definitely are not close at all. So they hate each other now. Apparently. They hate each other. So, to hate each other and, like, be pregnant and all the horsewomen and all the rest of it... I'd say that. I'm after, like, why the fuck would you go through the rest of it if they weren't Well, you compatible? don't really know. Like, yeah. you can't exactly say, yeah. you know what, I know the future, I'm going to hate this person. Mm. It's sort of like, I think they were in the moment, look, I am enjoying his company, let's not, let's try and let's mm. see, this, see this through. Because yeah. they, you know, we, 
we all did the same thing. Like Mish and I, like we both like we we both felt like roommates. Mm. Um, yeah. And like we still kept seeing it through. You know, just see it you, through. You don't you, you don't know something can change. It's only been a few weeks, and yeah. and and yes, it wasn't looking good. Mm. But you just don't know. And you like, don't know. You're there, and, and you thought, why yeah, not? I might like, as well I, finish it off. I was thinking, like, look, we had we had some sparks off camera, mm. and we and we got along really well in our home cities. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, let's 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 at least give it a shot outside the show. Mm. Um. She didn't, and I was like, cool. Well, let's be friends. And like, because we didn't develop that strong connection, we were able to become friends. And you're After. friends now? Yeah, it's all still good. friends. Okay, cool. I'm not friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> you got shut down, didn't you? No, no. I don't really care. <laughs> let's let's move on to this season. I, obviously, I can't talk about it because it's still airing. But what are your thoughts just in the last dinner party from just watching it? Oh, wow. <laughs> I just thought, whoa. I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was happening. I'm like, these people were like, they were with someone else and then they're trying to actively yes and yeah. then try and hook up with each other while they're being filmed who's your favourite person on oh definitely have to be you <coughs> oh definitely sure oh, I was fucking waiting for I was waiting for someone else <laughs> <laughs> who's um who's probably your least favourite oh I don't really know I can't really, I, you know what like these shows I never try and judge this is anyone. the thing about the Shawnee show you have to be honest. You have right? to be honest? You would have a fucking least favourite person on there. Who is it? I don't have a least favourite person. <laughs> I don't, Jesse, I have... cut through your shit. Who is it? Because <laughs> I, I don't know anyone personally. I'd, I'd say that... I'd say like, you know... Just from watching the show. You don't know him personally. Just pretend you're an audience member. Well, that's the thing. You, I know, I know you, can't, you can't judge anyone Ooh, from the show. He's I'd say, I'd, no, I wouldn't say... I'd say two people's behaviours is a bit unacceptable. And okay. I, I would think that, you know... What they're doing is like I, I still I'm fine I'm baffled to actually go why the hell they do that in front of the camera. Okay. Um, Who are they? Well, that'd be Dean and Davina. 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 Right. Yeah. So Dean and Davina, you two. Well, like, you just don't agree is, with their behaviours. Yes. So like, okay. I don't hate them or dislike them. You know, they, it was only the other day I was talking to Dean and giving him some advice. Mm. Um, but like, you know, you, you got to understand that like these shows, they. They, they only show a small percentage of what is happening. Mm, like, okay. the amount of footage that they filmed with us and yeah. the amount of footage that was not shown, mm. is, you wouldn't even believe it. Like, you know, let's say That's let's say they fun. filmed you for an hour straight. They only used five minutes of the hour. Yeah. Um, okay. And one of... A uh, great example, uh, what they do is Anthony went on his homestay with, with uh, Nadia. And... Anthony, yeah, and... <clears throat> what I remember from that episode, and I remember that pretty well, is he had a crack at the um, the dial-up about the Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, it was about the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's so about funny. About the Wi-Fi. I just know. <laughs> I just know him so well. I just remember what he said. I'd like. I'd like to say you help, but I'd be lying. <laughs> I oh, stop. This, this guy doesn't deserve oxygen or some shit like that. It was pretty brutal for, for our like not responsive. Um, oh, I love you. Time. Love you. Um, hey, so. Let's let's get into some of your tabloid. Like, obviously, we can't go into the show. We've we've mentioned the people that you like and you hate Dean and Davina. I don't know. I don't know. Correction. Now. I don't hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them. I don't know them. <laughs> and you love Ryan and Telf, 
right? Oh, no, no, not as much as you, uh, Shawnee. Yeah, I know. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I forgot about, <laughs> I forgot about the number one. Old John himself. Oh, Johnny boy. Oh, good old John. Yeah. Miss you, John. Yeah, Johnny's cool. Okay, so let's get into the um, some of the... So I'm just reading through some of the Daily Mail articles and, and let's see if there's any validity to any of these, like... And first one is, this is just off the top of the rack, oh, the stack here, and um, it's Daily Mail, to say that you're going to star in this season's episodes, or you're going to be stars in this. So how did this rumour start? And I'm pretty sure that you started I remember this now. <clears throat> it said that you guys were going to star in this upcoming season of Married at First Sight. You and Nick, to star in it. <laughs> I think I heard it. I think uh, I was doing an interview with someone and they asked me, would, would I like to go on and do it again? And yeah. I said, like, you know, I didn't find love, but I had a really good um, experience being on the show. Like, the friends I, I created being on there is enough for me to do it again. Okay. And that's what I did. So, without the, the added pressure, it, it was a pretty good experience for you and you would do it. Yes. And okay. so, me saying that made the whole, like... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, they... They, something in yes, enough yeah pretty much yeah okay next one says that you and Nadia have been dating oh my god yeah that one that was hilarious that was the best that was the best article that came out they literally like on it's the a nice front, photo it's, it's you in some like suit shop and, and you've got a suit on it, it's lovely <laughs> <laughs> the actual like I remember when that article came out like I had not seen Nadia since the show yeah and like this article came out and they actually did a cut and paste job of of a photo of Nadia and I and I've got the original photo of Nadia I do not know where my photo came from okay I went through all my social media and all my photos the photo they used was not from any of my uh, social media or anything I have the only thing I can actually <laughs> so come down come to <laughs> I reckon production gave it to them well I had that was, hands down I was like that was so the middle of last them. year and that's it's rated pretty high it's still yeah. up there it's second off the cap off really? Google yep. oh wow yeah they actually cut and pasted two separate okay, photos so we've got the next one here obviously you've been hitting the gym been looking after yourself oh god here we go what's the key behind this workout secret <laughs> and apparently you've been taking nude selfies of yourself in the mirror well the photo isn't nude I was nude when I took the photo but I wasn't the, the photo's not nude but um okay um, what's your diet secret? Um, well, because I, I know you you were, like I saw you this probably about a year ago, and you were a bit heavier than you are now. <laughs> yeah, so heavy. Probably um, like me at this, I'm in bulking phase at this yeah, point. Bulk phase, that's it. <laughs> so, I'm in bulk phase. What did you do? How was your gym routine? What I was like, diet? Just try summarize. To the, try to hit the gym two, three times a week. And it's also, it comes okay. down yep. to like a healthy diet. So what was so, your diet? What, did you have what I do is I reduce the carbs and I started eating tuna and lettuce for lunch. Tuna and lettuce. Tuna, just tuna and lettuce for lunch. And, and some strawberries because you work at the fruit shop. Oh, no, I'd give those away. Okay, give them away. Give them to all the girls. <laughs> I've seen your video, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so we've got the next one here. Apparently you hooked out with Steph Dixon. Who's Steph Dixon? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that was because by Nick stitched me up there. Um, Who is this chick? So was she on the Bachelor? Yes, yeah, uh, Steph Dixon what? was on the Bachelor. Which one? With, uh, with Richie. Richie. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, yeah. okay. Richie. Yep. The one who got dumped for Alex, who's now engaged to a chick. I'm not sure what the guy is there, but yeah, yeah. I think I heard something about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Just to clarify, in case no one knew, Richie was dating Alex or left with Alex and now she dumped Richie for a woman yeah so Richie's turned 
her into a lesbian. Yeah. That's why I see it. Cheap anyway. Poor guy. <laughs> poor fella. <laughs> poor fella. Anyway, um, who's Steph Dixon and did you have sex with her? <laughs> um, and so don't I lie met... to me because I know the answer. That's <laughs> all. Um, so, um, yeah, we were out drinking and so, yeah, you know, have a few drinks. We had a good time. And that's about it. I don't remember the rest because I was drunk. A gentleman never remembers. Good idea. Good. <laughs> and Nick hooked up with her as well? Um, you'd have to ask him that one too. <laughs> so, I've, I've followed her on Instagram. She's pretty hot. Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, <laughs> here's a good one relative to our conversation before. It says Jesse moves out of mum's place and buys his own. <laughs> So you moved out? Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently I was living at mum's. So don't, don't you have to live at your mum's house to move out in the first place? Well, according to the show. Yeah, mate, yeah, according to the, yeah, according to the show. All right, so <laughs> I, was, I was living in the Adelaide Hills once I came, once I came back from the show. Yeah. Um, once, you know, I had my divorce. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, moved in uh, with a mate up in the Adelaide Hills, um, and I recently moved back to the CBD, actually around the corner from my mum's house, but not at my mum's house. And I'm living with my little brother until my apartment in the city is built. It's a 30-story high-rise going up. Well done. Yes. Congratulations. So that's not till the end of the year. Really? Yes. And it's right in the city? Yes, so Victoria Square. Awesome. Well done, mate. Um, you should be very happy about that. Yeah. Well settled. Um, Jesse, by the way, is single and he is looking for love. He even went on a show to try and find love. So, <laughs> And now he has his own apartment, so it's all working out well. Um, for him to appear in The Bachelor next year. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you have to be over six foot to do I'm that. I'm trying to search some more um, <laughs> articles. Okay. Because I like it. It's funny. Oh, no. Here we go. Okay. It was literally... Let's two, get to the bottom I, I lost. I lost... I lost... Um, I think it was between five and four kilos in, in two weeks just from eating tuna and lettuce at lunch and hitting the gym two, about three times a week. Right. Okay. So it wasn't extreme workouts. You're not like doing P90. I've got. I've got. Generally, I have a good metabolism for my age. Yeah. But it's got to the point now where I can't get away of just eating fatty foods and. And how old are you now? Thirty-two. Thirty-two, turning thirty-three this year. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, Would you say you're at a stage when you're ready to really settle down? You know, um, I remember when I was going through the casting process for the show, and they asked me, Jesse, are you looking for love? Yeah. I said to him, I'll give you the best and most honest answer anyone can give you. Mm. If I were to say that I am not looking for love and I want to stay single, but you gave me the love of my life, mm. do you think I'm going to turn that down? So, in my opinion, it's like I I do not want to settle for something that is is okay. Or if you know, if someone's if she's like a good person. You know, there are so many good people out there. You're not going to date them because they're a nice person or everyone else loves them. You know, you're going to date them because you feel something special here's about a good, Here's a good question for a potential suitor out there. The girls out in Adelaide, they know you've been on the show. You get recognised a fair bit. I've seen, I've went out with you in Sydney and, you know, this is a year later and you're still getting recognised a fair bit. How do you make the difference between girls who just want to date someone who's been on a reality show or it's got some notoriety and someone who actually likes you for you. Generally, you can always tell. You can tell. You tell. You can. You can tell when when someone comes up to you or, or bloody, you know. Oh my god! 
Yeah. Just yeah. Memphis, right? And they start, they want to chit chat about the show. Yeah. Um, or if you meet someone and, or they, if they have no idea who you are, or if they do know you who you are, they don't refer anything to about the show or ask any questions. Mm. You know, generally someone that wants to know you. Like, yeah. you know, there's a, it's okay to ask one or two questions about the yeah, show, yeah, yeah. but like, if they wanted to get to know you for who you are, yeah, then you know. But like, if they're always constantly, you know, you know, someone who's pretentious and wants wants likes on Instagram, then that's when you got to start going asking you questions. Mm. You know, bells ringing. You know, like shit. Is she just wanting me to get Insta famous or what? Okay, I I haven't had much exposure to this. I'm you know really new to it at this stage. You're still married. Yeah. No, I'm just about going out in public and. And been dealing with the public or whatever, or having having any kind of notoriety, and I would probably drill it back because I've hung out with guys who've been successful or you know ran into some money, and I equivalent uh, equivalents to pretty much is that a good word? It's the, it's the equivalent. <laughs> it's the equivalent of you know the money thing. Having money is the equivalent of having being, some yeah, notoriety, fame. yeah, to some extent. Right, so the questions and the leading questions that someone asks and their intention, their uh, retention rate to the information that you provide them. So the answers that you give to a question will show you if they're really interested or not. In my case, right. So if you ask, if a girl asks you, you know, you're on the show, blah blah blah, and then you give an answer, but you try to go, you know, the extra, the extra mile to give the answer, the right answer, or the in-depth answer because you do like her or whatever and their attention wanes because of this answer is too long or they want to move on to the next question because they've already got a backlist of questions going through their head of what they want to ask you and if they don't want to listen to you properly for me that would be a good indication that they don't yes. really want to be uh, they don't want to know you any more than you know the surface level stuff so <clears throat> and you can only pick that kind of stuff up by, you know, well being, um, you know, well travelled and having kind of a lot of reference points of conversation, a lot of references to relationships and being in a lot of relationships and knowing, you know, particular types of girls and what they're after. And yeah, if you can look into these questions, if you can ask a question, they they can really listen to you and you can really listen to them. I think that's a good start, no matter if they do ask you about the show or not. Because that's always going to be a, an opener for you for the next five, ten years. Mm-hmm. But it's their willing to, willingness to listen to your questions, or your answers, sorry. So anyway, I'm getting a bit tired here. It's Sister Adelaide, everything's a bit more relaxed here. We're, we're about ver- to go... We're very laid back here. We're about to go have some Coopers. You know, that's Adelaide. That's an Adelaide drink, isn't it? That's correct. That's yeah. I really like that. I really like that as a kid. Um, just for those people take it to the central market and we're going to put a McMahon shirt on you too okay we can do a shift when we um, yeah we're going to do a shift and I'm going to do a shift soon as well be, just for anyone who, t- who goes to, goes to uh, Adelaide promo girl can be the next promo girl <laughs> anyone who goes to Adelaide what's uh, just some like great places to check out really quick oh Adelaide you know obviously the central markets is one of the places you need <clears> to come see but also another place so you know you go to Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Hills, there's a town called Handoff. A little little German town is 
Beautiful. Nice little, you got like little, little stores, big tourist destination. Yeah. Uh, and you've got little wineries there as well. It's it's an amazing place to go visit, like have a good day with the family. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you've got Adelaide Oval. Adelaide Oval. Yep. Have you seen a cricket game there? Have you seen one of the cricket? Texas, cricket uh, probably put me to sleep. If okay. Yeah, you, you haven't done a T20. Or no, anything. I've done a. Um, I've seen the AFL games. I actually yep. saw Liverpool there, and that was amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Liverpool You're came, you yeah. are big into your, um, soccer. Yeah, my English Premier English. Blah, 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 blah. The English okay. Premier League. Everyone's getting a bit tired here. I know. We've been <laughs> yeah, almost an hour. We've uh, been talking shit for an hour. <laughs> but Adelaide Oval is amazing a must. place. It is. Amazing. A, it's a great stadium. And I've seen it from the uh, the test matches. It looks amazing. Jesse, again, thanks again for, no for coming on to this podcast and doing, you know, having your take on the new Married at First Sight season, the old season, your experiences, the experiences with Mish, and um, your take on it all. It's been pretty interesting and insightful. Um, I'm looking forward to doing another follow-up podcast for you later on down the track. Sounds good. Can't Every wait. Every Tuesday, we're going to be... When are you coming back to Adelaide? Oh, I'm going to come back next week to work in your fruit market. Be well, a little that's, sales it, girl. that's it. I'm going to do the sales girl thing there. I'm going to wear my little um, apron. Hand out, hand out samples. Yep, safe. samples. Oh, bless. Yep. Um, so, it's been awesome having you online, on, on this, uh, Jesse. Thanks very much. We'll Thank have you to for do, having me. We'll have to do a combined one with you and Nick. I won't be able to get a word in. Um, <laughs> but see you, mate. See you, mate. Cheers.